0: what it is yo what's up this is your host of real talk sports deontay smith and i want to thank you all for tuning in yo football season's happening i'm so blessed to have it happening we're gonna get a lot more content we're gonna get a lot of more guys on we're gonna be talking football for the next couple of months hopefully um i do see some over under bets of seven and a half games for the season hopefully it is over um got some stuff to touch on no preseason so we're going to talk about rookies that are going to be affected by it and rookies that i don't think are going to be that affected by it we're going to have jamal adams trade talk um my thoughts on it we're also going to talk about dalvin cook is he going to be in camp uh something just came across Bleacher report saying that uh, he was still up in the air and i'm one of the guys who recently traded him during the off season because i was so afraid of this happening but we'll go ahead and touch on a lot of that in a little bit. <clears throat> and I almost forgot. Got my quarterback wide receiver stacks for 2020. So definitely stay tuned for that. I, aight, aight, aight. So, Jamal Adams traded to the Seahawks from the Jets for two first-round picks and more. The Andy Moore the Bradley McDougall. Another safety. Uh, the 2021 third rounder. And those two, 20, those two first round picks are going to be 2021 and 2022. I think this was a win for the Jets. You got somebody that was disgruntled and you were going to have to pay out of the locker room. So you, you got that, I don't want to call him a cancer because he's only started talking once he didn't get paid. But you get that negativity out of your locker room. And Le'Veon Bell definitely has something to say about it. um, About people hooping and hollering. Trying to get out of town. Um, So I definitely believe some bridges burned on its way out. But overall, man, the Seahawks did get better. Um, They're trying to win right now, obviously, because they're giving up a pretty good bit. First and third rounders are usually your starters for years to come. And I I really think that... um, the Seahawks made an offer that they couldn't refuse, and uh, I'm very, very pleased to see him somewhere where he could potentially get paid. But I don't know; they ain't pay Earl Thomas, but I do realize Earl Thomas was a little bit older, and I definitely uh, believe he has the opportunity to be one of the best safeties in the league for years to come, for certain. Um, now, I would like for you guys to give me your call at 601-301-3635 to see what you guys think about the trade and pretty much anything else along with the podcast. But that's all I'm going to do is touch on that today. And um, I really I really wish he could have gone to Dallas because I would have loved to see him back home playing for a team that um, that he really wanted to be with. But I understand why they did not send him where he wanted to go, obviously. All right, all right, all right. Once again, you can call me at 601 301 3635 to leave a voicemail. Let me know what your thoughts are. And I am going to let you guys know that I am really getting into Dynasty Fantasy Football. I picked up some orphans and I um, took over a project. This project included me having eight picks in the most recent rookie draft. Uh, I took over a team who was pretty bad the year before. Um, I want to say this year I went got to five and eight with them. Um, able to pick up some pieces, also had to move a lot. And this is what I came away with in the draft. Uh, super flex. So at one three, I got Joe Burrow. At 1-9, I went with Denzel Mims. At one ten, I went Jerry Judy. At 2-2, I went with Justin Jefferson. At 2-3, I went with Jordan Love. At 3-10, I went with Joshua Kelly. At 4-3, I went with Van Jefferson. And at 5-3, I went with Eno Benjamin. This is a team I already had a Derrick Henry on. Uh, Derrick... Uh, Deshaun Watson my um, receivers are Chris Godwin DeAndre Hopkins DK Metcalf these are guys that I made trades for and picked up later um, I moved a lot um, of vets to try to get younger and I ended up going 5-8 and eight. so here we are with the, the rookies that I picked up and they're not going to have a preseason Receivers should be okay. Running backs will suffer. Quarterbacks will suffer. Um, tight ends are going to suffer. You never have really good tight ends in the first year. It usually takes a tight end about year three, year four to really come on. Uh, example of that is going to be your Austin Hoopers, your uh, your Hunter Henrys. Those guys, George Kittle even. Uh, even though he was maybe year two where you start to really notice him, year three, four, um, is where his prime is really going to begin. It's something to take note of. So, of the guys that I have, um, Joe Burrow, I'm not going to have him starting right away. It's a uh, lack of preseason. He's going to have some bumps and bru- bruises for the first half of the season. And remember, I break my seasons down into four games because of the way that the fantasy football playoffs start. So, his first four games is going to be tough. Now uh, I'm just going to go down the list by position. Running back Joshua Kelly, Eno Benjamin. I don't think Eno is going to have a role as long as Chase Edmonds is there and Keon Drake can stay healthy, which uh, isn't guaranteed. Now with the Joshua Kelly, he already has Eckler, Austin Eckler there. He already has Justin Jackson there. I believe he's a better runner than Justin Jackson, but Eckler is going to have a role. He just signed a four-year deal. He's going to have a role. Something to think about there. Denzel Mims. With Adam Gaze as his play caller and head coach, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous about that. Because that's where careers go to die. And his is going to die before it even gets started. If Gaze continues to call plays and just do whatever he does to guys, Jerry Judy, I feel like, is going to be perfect in this uh, in this situation. Just because... Receivers are furthest from the ball. I feel like the closer you are to the ball, the more um, continuity it, you, you're going to need um, in situations like uh, with no preseason. So I do feel like opposite of Courtland Sutton, he's going to be able to have targets. He's going to be able to um, to grow with Drew Locke. And I feel like that is going to be a positive, um, a positive landing spot for, for Judy. Justin Jefferson... Um, I'm, I'm nervous. He, I don't expect them to run a lot of three receiver sets, um, which is could potentially hurt him because he works best out of the slot. Um, and that's when I drafted him. That's what I was thinking. But as I've uh, started to dig deeper, take a look at what all there is to make up uh, this offense in Minnesota. I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to have as great a season as I believed he would have had. And this draft was done a week after, um, like a week after, um, the NFL draft, actually. So, you, you just got to, uh, please give me some grace when it comes to that. The Van Jefferson, I, uh, just a deep sleeper, I think, for me. Um, got him in one last round, um. So. And Jordan Love, I got him to stash away because um, hopefully he becomes um, an asset for my for my team. Because I have Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Drew Lock, and Jordan Love as my QB. So all young, they all won't play. So I will be moving them as time um, moves on. Now back to Minnesota. While we're here, talking Minnesota. Dalvin Cook does not know if he's going to return. I traded him early in the year because I was afraid that he would hold out, and I couldn't afford that. Um, I traded him for—it was a horrible trade. I'm ashamed. It was like Kerryon Johnson and a future second-round pick. I was just so ready to get rid of him. I was so scared of what was coming because I got burned by Melvin Gordon. And I was like, man, I cannot allow another— another guy to burn me. So, uh, in a 12-team league, I did move Dalvin Cook. Uh, in hindsight, stupid. But, it is what it is. That was a team that I had Justin Jacobs on already. I mean, Josh Jacobs on already. Um, I ended up drafting Cam Akers, uh, who I, I just realized is going to be in a crappy situation in LA, but I do have Daryl Henderson. So, hopefully, I... I didn't blow that. Um, And I do still have David Montgomery, who I believe should be better this year in year two. Um, But, man, you guys got to bear with me with this squad that uh, is in a league called 12 The Hard Rate on on Sleeper. I have Jimmy G as my quarterback. I have Tom Brady as my quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky as a QB. And those are the only three QBs I have. And this is going to be not super flexes. only three flexes. But I... um, I'm looking to move Kelsey for something um, like a QB, a younger QB. But as time goes, we'll we'll see where uh, Week One brings us, and we'll see what some other guys think um, as the season, as the off-season progresses closer and closer to the season. Oh, right, oh, right, oh, right. We're here with the top five quarterback wide receiver stacks for 2020. While I normally talk dynasty, this can also be applied to redraft leagues, startup leagues, and any guy you want to target in fantasy football. I'm not going to waste no time. Going to get right into it. Top five quarterback wide receiver stacks. Number five, Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Why Calvin Ridley instead of Julio Jones? Well, I don't think all 209 of the vacated targets are going to Julio, and Calvin Ridley has been a model of consistency when it comes to being healthy, Um, as well as Julio. I can't say Julio has been inconsistent, but Julio doesn't do much in a TD department. Calvin Ridley is always there. He's always available. He seems to get open all the time. And I believe this is where uh, a lot of bad defense equals a lot of opportunity. And they're going to have a bad defense. When it comes to Dirk Carter, he has, the last four years, has orchestrated the top five pass attempt with any offense he's had. That's with the Bucks and Atlanta. So uh, they're definitely going to throw. They're definitely mindful of passing a lot. So you're going to see a lot of opportunities for him. Number four, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Uh, Volume is king. He is definitely their wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and wide receiver three. And you think about the guys that you have lining up across from him or opposite of him. You have Alan Lazard, uh, not a factor. You have Devin Funches, not a factor. And you lost Jimmy Graham. And Jay Sternberger is a sleeper. Definitely get him if you have the opportunity because I think he um, is going to be a very good player. But remember, he's only in his second year. He missed all last year with injury. Something to think about. So Devontae Adams had 127 targets while missing four games. He had double-digit targets in eight of 12 games. I'm taking that. I mean, he only scored four or five TDs towards the end of the year, but TDs are going to come. Aaron Jones went crazy. He's going to regress, believe that. And I know that a lot of Aaron Rodgers TDs have been missing the last two or three years. Uh, three years ago, he was injured. I think that was the collarbone year. In the last two years, you've seen the emergence of Aaron Jones, uh, which has caused his passing TD numbers to drop. But things tend to work themselves out. He's going to get back into that 35 to 40 TD range, as you know him for. At number three, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. While Tyreek Kill was available for only 12 games, he saw 89 targets, 7.5 targets a game. That's a lot of targets for a guy who averages about 15 yards per catch. Um, a lot of yak out there for him because he's the fastest guy in the league. He says he's the fastest in the world, but you can definitely win a lot of leagues with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Kill. They will not disappoint. Tyreek Kill is definitely a wide receiver one. He's usually top 10, top 12 in that area for show. I think he was eight last year. No, he was uh, 15, 28 last year. He was in his 20s last year, um, and a lot of it was due to injury, and not a lot of TDs. But when he uh, when he's available, he's definitely their wide receiver one. Uh, it's tough to get these guys due to their ADP or average draft position, just because they're both going to be a lot of guys are taking Patrick Mahomes first two rounds. Um, Tyreek Hill is usually going by the second to third right at the turn. So it's definitely some things to think about. Um, if you aren't able to draft them, definitely get pieces to make them, um, definitely get pieces so you can trade for them, definitely. Something I recommend. Now you could expect Mahomes' silliest team to be in your top five offense, and you want any piece of a top five offense that you can get whenever the scoring format is, PPR, points per reception. Uh, I usually, I usually try to stack. Every, every year, years that I've won, I've definitely had a stack on that team. Number two, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. I know no preseason is going to hurt them, but when you have one of the best rising stars in Kyler Murray and one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL, I mean, you cannot go wrong. At least I don't think you can go wrong. I don't think you can go wrong. Um, just because these guys are some of the best at their position, um, You've seen, I wanna say, no less than 130 targets the last five years for De'Andre Hopkins. So he's gonna be eating up a lot of those targets. And you gotta think, Cliff Cleansbury is one of the best play callers in the league. So he's gonna be able to find ways to get Hopkins the ball. And Nuke is one of the best best players in the league. I expect 110 to 125 targets, um, which is still below his average, but I believe the efficiency in this offense is going to be um, a lot of what drives this duo to be one of the best that you want to uh, possess in fantasy football this year. And number one, um, a model a model of efficiency is going to be Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Um, I can see M.T. having um, 150 catches one up in his 149 catches from last season. That's just because uh they are so efficient. And when I say efficient over his career, he's run 118 slants. He's caught 97 of them. Um so when it comes to um man or or zone against Michael Thomas running a slant, 11 times out of 10, I am taking Michael Thomas. I do think Drew Brees um could potentially be in his last year. But I just—you cannot pass up those uh, those layups, those opportunities that they give Michael Thomas uh, day in day out. I want to say he's had double-digit targets. Ooh, ah, he was in double-digit targets, double digits last year, and I just feel like they are definitely what you what you look for when you want a, a guy that's going to get the ball a lot. I don't see Emmanuel Sanders eating up in eating into his targets um as much as people believe they're like oh they left so many targets on the on the table there was only one two three four games last season where michael thomas did not get double-digit targets and you got to think when he when drew Brees was out he was getting all of the targets from teddy bridgewater and taysom hill so That is gonna be the number one combo. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, you can definitely do that. You get Michael Thomas in the first round. And Drew Brees has been a late round pickup. So you can definitely pick them up in redraft. And um, if you're in Dynasty, you can probably get Drew Brees for cheap if you have Michael Thomas. But you should have already had them together. Now, I will say I hear you. I hear you. I left out Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. No preseason. Simple as that. No preseason. Uh, I know they had time in offseason to work out together, but, man, there's nothing like that contact going against other bodies. I I can't put them up there. And um, I probably will regret it when they come out and uh, go ham on me, but I I just can't, Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, definitely um, another honorable mention. The uh, the, if you're reading this is too late award probably goes to Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. They could have been one of the best duos out there, but uh, for some reason they can't get it together. Now let me see. 601-301-3635. If you disagree with my list, call and let me know. We're going to touch on it. Leave that voicemail. Appreciate you guys for listening. Peace.